several weeks now, we've been discussing the real value of pushing pause and stepping back a little bit, disconnecting from the busyness a little bit, and reevaluating our life's purpose and focus. Uh, for me, this has been an amazing process, and it continues to be as, as you're watching this even. And uh, I just wanted to take this another step further today and talk about the process of self-identification. How do we really get a handle on who am I, why am I here, what is my unique ability, and how do I most effectively carry out my mission and the thing for which I was created? That's what we're going to talk about today for a few minutes, the process of self-identification. Let's get to it right now. Socrates once said that the unexamined life is not worth living. That is such a powerful quote. A person who is not willing to go deep and really look at things is probably not going to have a life that's, that's successful and prosperous and brings high influence and impact to the world. He went on to sort of expound on a, an idea or a philosophy that if a person's going to succeed and really do well in life and make a massive impact, then they should, as he put it, know thyself. So how does one know thyself? What does that even mean? Well, few people ever even really take the time to explore those unique things about themselves. I call it the hardwiring, the, the hardware, the, the, the parts and the components that were uniquely installed into your being because you were being put together for a specific reason, a specific purpose, and quite frankly, for a particular generation. And so what I want to do just for a few minutes here in this presentation is give you a few things that you can do to begin to go down that road and exploring who am I, why am I here, and what are my unique abilities in this world? What can be my most effective contributions? Over the last few weeks, I've been putting my own self back through this. I can't tell you how many times that I have done various profiles and exams and various used various tools to help me get a better grasp seasonally on what's going on in my own heart, my own mind, my own uh, psyche really about my effectiveness. And so some of the ones I'm going to mention to you today, I've been going back through them for a second, third, fourth, tenth time here in the last few days. Uh, here are a few of those. Every one of you have heard about personality profiles. There's Myers-Briggs. There's, uh, there's the classic ones, you know, the Sanguine, the Choleric, and all those. Then there's the one that I use most frequently. It's called the DISC personality profile. And if you just Google DISC, D-I-S-C, personality profile, you'll find a place where you can go on and take one either for free or just for a few dollars. And I encourage you to do that because... Uh, it is, in my mind, one of the most effective tools I have found. I use it with all of my clients to really laser in on how your mind, your emotion is wired congruently for your specific personality style. Who, how do you think? How do you react? How do you handle conversation? How do you handle conflict? This personality profile really helps you to discover that 
and, and get more clear on how you can engage one another and function within the parameters of how you think and how you respond to certain situations. Very powerful. Uh, one of the best tools, I'm sure you've heard of this, is the book Strength Finders 2.0. Strength Finders, or maybe it's Strengths Finders 2.0. Uh, here's the deal. You can read the book if you want to, uh, or you can just Google Strength Finders 2.0 profile or, or exam or test and go online and just take it. it it's an online administered uh, profile. It's, it's multiple choice. It's very scientific. And at the end of that, that process, it will feed back to you a lengthy, very detailed report on your top five strengths and give you information as to how those relate to your day-to-day -day activities. I'm telling you, I don't know any, why anybody wouldn't want to do those two things, the personality profile, the DISC, and the strength finders. Just those two things alone will give you more comprehension and understanding about who you are, how you're wired, and what areas you may, be, may function best in. Uh, I, I just can't recommend it highly enough. The third thing is to identify your passions. Uh, now, this is a little bit more ambiguous. Uh, this is not going to be as scientific of a, a deal. It's not going to be a profile you go take online that spits out a result to you. This is really more about you going deep in your own heart and uh, giving yourself permission to say, I am so passionate about this. Now, I'll tell you, there's a few things that I can point to very quickly that I'm passionate about. I am super, super passionate about the subject of personal healing. If you get me in a conversation about the value and the necessity of someone really allowing their heart to be reconciled and healed and old issues be resolved and, and dealt with once and for all down to a root level, you'll have me talking for hours because it, it, it taps into my own testimony, my own life story, and I'm deeply passionate about helping people with that. I am super, super passionate about airplanes and flying. I've been flying as a, as a commercial pilot now or a licensed pilot for 20 plus years, actually 26 plus years. And I just love everything about flying and aviation. It's just, I mean, since I was a little kid, I just read books and watched videos and went to air shows and learned everything I could about the subject because I love it. I personally, don't judge me, I personally have become an enthusiast and, and really an expert but I'm very passionate about the self-defense industry, specifically as it relates to handguns and firearms. And I've done a extensive training and a lots of study and all kinds of certifications because I, I want to be knowledgeable. I really want to understand. I'm passionate about it. I'm super passionate about music. I love music. My, my house, if you don't like music, don't come see me, okay? Because my kids and my wife and myself, we, there's music going all the time. There's Broadway shows going all the time. There's, I mean, at any given time, people are singing through the house. It's just because we're a music family. And so I, I can speak to those things about passion, but then go even deeper. I'm passionate about seeing young leaders, young entrepreneurs developed and grow in their maturity, in their business acumen, in their leadership ability. And, and I really want to see young leaders, especially millennial leaders, come into their own and begin to take the helm, as it were, in our nations and, and lead us into a brighter place. 
I could go on and on. Passion is a big deal to me. And you need to know yours. Don't dismiss passion on the grounds of, well, I've got to work. You know, I've got to make a living for my family. Listen, so many people have put their, their passion in the closet and used the excuse, well, I, I can't do what I love doing or, or spend time on that because I've got to go over here and go to work. I get it. it it's a mature and an honorable thing to, to provide for your family. But don't rule out the fact that your passions are indicators of the thing God has put in your heart to engage in in this life. It may lead to more money than you think. So passions, that's number three. The fourth factor that we all need to explore and spend some time on is our archived dreams. Archived. I bet you've never heard them called that. These are the dreams that we have... Uh, dreamed and got excited about, shared with a few of our closest friends and our family members, and then life happened. And we took those dreams off of our, our, our primary stack on our desk right here, and we went over to the filing cabinet and we filed it away under one day. We filed it away under, yeah, it's a great idea, but probably not for me to do. We filed it away under, I don't have the experience, I don't have the education, I don't have the resources. And we archive our dreams and we, the longer that we're away from them, the more distant they are in our mind and in our heart. Uh, the last number of weeks, one of the things that I've been doing is I've been really, really dusting off some archive dreams. I've been looking at those thinking, okay, were those just great ideas or were those things that my dad, we've talked about him before, put in my heart to pioneer, to accomplish, to go create. Which is it? And in some cases, maybe they are older things that we can put away for good. But my experience tells me in working with my own dreams and with the dreams of many other people that I've worked with and coached is that most people, when they pull those out, there's an emotion that wells up. There's a heart level thing that comes alive. And they go like, man, I could do this. I can make this happen. This is for now. And, and they can be reawakened to that dream. Archived dreams are a really big deal. The next thing that I want to ask you to consider really going deep on and evaluating and assessing is original vision. Let me explain that to you. Uh, sometimes when we start something that maybe is going to be big, uh, very quickly after it's, it's initiated, it morphs into something that we never intended it to be. The demands of the marketplace, the, the expectations of people that come around you in that business or that church or that ministry or that nonprofit, that expectation actually sort of drives you as the leader to make decisions about the future of that entity or that project based on expectations, not based on the original vision that God gave you for that. And I, I've lived this, man. I've lived this on more than one occasion where, you know, I had a really super clear vision of what we were supposed to do. We launched that thing and then within three to six months, because of the demands of the people that joined with us and came around us, I lost touch with that vision. I forgot. It, it just slipped away because the original vision was not congruent with expectations, even though I wasn't called to meet expectations, I was called and created and designed 
to pursue vision. Sometimes you got to go back and look at what was my original plan for this? What did, what was I what was I really seeing as a strategy or as an idea? For, I find this with business owners a lot. We, we get off in the weeds doing things we should have never done because it wasn't congruent with the original vision. I'm going to tell you the most important thing in all of these that you can do today is to go back and get really clear again on the original vision and ask yourself this question. Is this what I've created? Is this what I'm doing? Or did I get off in the weeds? Think about that. Personality profiles, your strength finders, profile and assessment, identifying and getting very clear on what your passions are, the things that drive you and motivate you and, and excite you, pulling the dreams out of the archives, out of the filing cabinet, dusting them off and, and really from a heart level determining, is this a dream that I need to pursue? So important. Original vision. And then the last one I'm going to mention to you is this. And this is something I've been learning a lot about here lately, personally. Maybe one day on one of these sessions I'll go deep into this, but unique ability. Unique ability. If you were to ask 15 or 20 of your closest family, friends, clients, co-workers, people that you do life with, when you, when you look at my life, what is the one or two characteristics and things that I do that define me? How would you describe my unique ability? And they respond, you're going to be shocked, as I was, to see across the board with a, a, a very unique mix of people how there's so much continuity and congruity between how people view you and your unique ability and what they see in you. And I'm going to tell you what, that is a big honking clue. That is going to help you to go back and answer this question. Who am I? Why am I here? What is my unique ability? What is my, what is my great contribution and how can I go about functioning right in that lane? Know thyself. And sometimes you got to ask other people, when you see me, how do you see me? It's a phenomenal exercise that I encourage you to do. There's so many other tools and resources that I could share with you, but this will get you started. Take time. Invest a few dollars in these books and tools to, to move you closer to an awareness and an understanding of your unique design so that you can step into your greatness and that this year can be one of the best you've ever had. Next session, we're going to take it one step further and we're going to talk about, I know what to do, so why in the world am I not doing it? I hope you'll join me for that one.